mean, I think like a general question obviously is like, you know, what do you do from work? Where or you know, what do you do for work? Where are you from? That kind of thing. I do want to know, I do want to know what people do for work because it does give me a perception and I hope that it gives them the perception of like how driven of an individual I may be or something. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Like obviously (laughs) I have to be somewhat ambitious and driven and disciplined and things. Um, So I like being asked, I I do like just diving deeper into that question. Let's put it that way. Um, Um, Would you like that question right away though? Cause I feel like if somebody asks me what I do right away, I'm like, I see, like, I feel like it doesn't, I, I personally respect when someone's like asking me more about myself or like things that actually matter versus obviously career matters, but like, you know, like you feel like, yeah. like, do you like that? Do you like to know right away? Cause it's a personal thing, right? right. Like, what do you do? Like, are you a bum? Or are you not a bum? Like, right. of course, right? <laughs> like, 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 I get it. But yeah. you know, do you like to be at, like, is that something you want to know right away or be asked first? Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. You guys, we got an amazing episode for you today. We have reality TV celebrity Kelly Chase joining us today. You guys, you're going to love this. This is such a great conversation. But before we get into that, before I describe a little bit about Kelly, I want to give you guys a little bit of an update about what's going on in the university, university world, in my world. So as some of you may know, I'm writing a book and the manuscript is now in And now the fun starts, the editing and all of that process of bringing it all together. Um, It's been such an amazing journey. A lot of you know that I did a crowdfunding campaign back in the early spring. It was a success and I've been writing ever since. So um, I've had an amazing writing coach, Samantha Joy, who's a great, great friend of mine and she's helped me bring it all together. So it's, it's been, it's been a wild ride up until this point. And we're hoping for the book to be released spring 2022 give or take don't hold me to it exactly but that's when it's coming out also we're working on some mindset courses that are going to be out soon to really help build that inner warrior essence you know that divine warrior within us and also podcast coursing courses stuff like how to launch it from scratch so that you can do it right from the right from the beginning right till the end my secret formula my personal unique twist on it so I think it'll be really useful. These these courses are are really important to me because it's my unique sauce. And I think that it's something that I've held back on is like giving people what I know because sometimes I think other people's knowledge and other people's courses are better. And this is a limited belief that I'm working through. But now I'm ready to kind of step into this and I've been creating these courses because I know it works. And I know that if you if you use this stuff It'll change your life. So look forward to that soon. Really excited about that, you guys. So um, yeah, that's a little bit of an update. So today's guest, I'm re- I was really excited to talk to her. We are connected through mutual friends, and man, she's she's just such an open book. Such a such a she's got such a big heart. And when you hear her story and you hear about reality TV and how crazy it is, like it's it's really hard to imagine some of the stuff that goes on in these TV shows. And, you know, 
what it creates in your life and like how your life changes. So it's, you're going to get an insight into all that. So today, Kelly Chase is joining us. She is a business and mindset coach. And as mentioned, a reality TV celebrity who is on a mission through vulnerability and raw story storytelling to inspire, motivate, and empower women to create the life they crave. Kelly combines business strategy and mindset coaching to help single female entrepreneurs overcome burnout, reconnect to self, and master their self-worth. As we release, redefine, and rise, we will receive all that we desire. I love that. Kelly's been through her own adversity through gain, through, through weight gain and loss, body image to being 30K in debt, all kinds of stuff. And she's, you know, here to tell the story. And, you know, we talk about what it was like on Love is Blind. If you guys don't know, it's a Netflix series that you can go watch right now. And it's pretty interesting to see how it works, how they at these times, they, they speak to these, these, these people for a certain period of time and they don't get to see their faces. And it's just all about, you know, getting to know somebody without seeing their faces. And it's really interesting because it's kind of like when we used to talk on the phone and you don't, and it's more about getting to know the human versus what they look like. And um, it, it was a cool concept for the show. I, I started watching a bit of it and it's, yeah, I, I like it a lot. And it's, it's interesting just to get her perspective on, you know, what's actually possible in in that period of time can you fall in love with people you know is it possible are there people that are you'll find out about that and also you know we talk about did it really benefit her life you know did that did it change her life in in a positive way listen to that right till the end because that's what we get into so you guys i love this um me and kelly talked for another hour after this conversation and yeah you know she's I know we're going to be friends for a while. She's doing great work and, you know, she's really laying it all out there and being vulnerable and in truth. So enjoy the episode. All her information is in the show notes for you to follow her. And of course, Netflix, uh, you can find her there. But without further ado, welcome to University of Adversity, Kelly Chase coming right up. Oh, Kelly, welcome to the show. Super grateful to have you here. Glad Thank that you. we uh, finally made this happen. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. You know, I got a little, came, came down with a little under the weather bug. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's, uh, it's never fun being sick. I mean, yeah. especially right now. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. It's like you don't yeah. know like, what to, how to act, what to do, what to say, tell anybody. I don't know. <laughs> I was yeah. like, none of my friends like knew that I was sick and like some are just like finding out and they're like, oh, we're just learning that you've been sick for like the last couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, I just didn't really feel like telling too many people. I mean, granted, yeah. I like announced it to my entire Instagram following, but you know, yeah. <laughs> some people don't really read that stuff. Yeah, that's wild. Well, I'm, I'm excited to have you on here. You know, obviously um, we have some mutual friends and we were connected and I started to learn about you and dive into your story and the TV show, love is blind. And it's, uh, it's pretty, it, it's interesting to me how somebody ends up on shows like this and you know, what you can learn from them. And I know there's, you know, the good, the bad, all the things, it's all part of it. And before we get into the show, I would love to know more about 
how you ended up getting on here in the first place. Like walk us through a little bit of your journey, because I know that you've, you've overcome some adversity in your life as we all do. And, you know, walk us through what led you to eventually getting on the show in the first place. Yeah. So this is such a weird, like random story, but, um, so I was like, they did contact me. Casting did contact me early 2018, pitched the show to me, um, how they had my information. Um, so I talked about this past boyfriend on the actual show on love is blind. Right. So I mentioned him a couple of times. Anyways, he like, we became friends and acquaintances after we broke up. And like, we broke up like eight years ago. This was like a long time ago. Anyways, um, he sent me a text one day and was like, Hey, like a casting team reached out to me for some dating show in Atlanta. They're casting for, I can't do it because of my job, but I think you'd be like a really great fit for it. And like, part of me was like, kind of insulted like what can I not find a man on my own <laughs> but also then I was like well that was cool like that was nice of them to think of me okay sure um so yeah so they wound up reaching out and honestly it was they were casting for married at first sight at the time and I went through like the entire interview process for that and they like sent me the contract and I was like no way <laughs> there is my mom might kill me if I decide to do this show the first episode is you literally walking down the altar to get married to someone that you don't even know. That's crazy. It's so crazy. I was like, I mean, I don't know why I was even like, I knew the concept of the show they told me, but like it got real once they sent me the contract. And I was like, yeah, no, (laughs) but I mean, I, I had like multiple like Skype interviews and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so anyways, that's how they had my information was because of that. And obviously they called me like cute, years later and we're like hey are you still single and I'm like yeah <laughs> I am so they pitched love is blind concept to me and I was like that's really cool actually like not like getting to know someone based on just their like just verbal like communication and emotions yeah I'm, I'm like totally down with that um I had I guess that was the year 2018 was the year that I had pretty much started my whole like personal development journey mm-hmm. um so I was like diving in, thought, you know, I started reading personal development books and practicing the miracle morning of meditation and journaling and everything like that. And so I just, I felt like I was different. I felt like I was more confident in myself. And when they pitched the show, I was like, yeah, like this is something, you know, like, I don't know what this is going to do, but like, it's an opportunity for me to find love I guess (laughs) I don't know like who's to say it has to be so traditional of the way that we find love these days so this is totally absurd but let's give it a shot and another thing too there was a little bit of pride and ego in it um I just I remember even telling the casting girl this I was like yeah all my friends keep telling me that I just like keep going after these like tens quote unquote these like model looking guys who treat me like shit and I I'm going to prove them wrong that I can actually form a relationship based on not ever seeing the person. Mm. So let's, let's freaking go. <laughs> mm. So that, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. I went through the whole process of interviewing and everything. And um, probably about two weeks before we actually started filming, I literally kind of backed out. Like I sent the casting, like an email and was like, yeah, I can't do this again. I think it like the fear came over me. I was a health coach. I was like had this reputation in my own city, but just like because I was like an international health coach too, I was like, 
what it, like I don't know reality tv like they spin anything so I was like what if it like what if something happens and it ruins my reputation and it ruins like my career and all this stuff too and I was just like no and they would call me like relentlessly like day after day like what's happening like, why are you backing out like we have like you're, you're in it already kind of thing and I'm like I just can't like I just oh, I got a few just came over me and then they you know they got me on a phone call and kept talking. They're like, Kelly, it's all people. Like there's no actors and actresses. Like it's just an experiment. We're just trying to see if it'll work. Like it, that's all. We're not trying to ruin anybody's life. I mean, granted, some of our lives didn't work out the way. I mean, every life works out the way it's supposed to. But I mean, one of my castmates definitely had a very hard time with how she was, you know, portrayed. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm grateful that that was not me. Um, but I did receive hate messages because I told Penny you no know, at the altar. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's so wild. But I also do like the concept of <clears throat> going in and having these conversations without seeing the person. Yeah. I do awesome. like that. I thought that was really cool. Like when I started to watch the show a little bit, I don't watch a lot of Netflix, but I went and watched this because I wanted to see what, what this was about, obviously. Aww. And, um, it's, I really like the idea of it. And, but of course the narrative gets spun the way they want to spin it, right? They have almost like pick characters and decide to go more on this, more on that. And you don't see the full picture. You don't see all the conversations and what led to that and context. So, you know, from anybody that I've spoke to about reality TV, it's, it's a bit of a, you look back and you're like, that's not how it happened. But it looks yeah. like you did, and all people see on social media is that, but they have no clue. So it must it's be like so frustrating as far as like you see it one way, and then the world sees it another. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, I was, we weren't able to see the show before anyone else did either. I mean, when it aired for the, and, you know, around the world week, that's when we were able to see it too. Um, so, you know, last year when the, when the first round of episodes aired, I was working a corporate job still. So I had to be at work at like 7, 8 a.m. I woke up at 3 a.m. when it launched 12 p.m., you know, 12 a.m. Pacific time, got up so that I could watch it because I was like, I don't know what, how I'm going to be portrayed. I don't want to be getting all, like, all these crazy like Instagram messages, like, <laughs> you know, so I want to know what they're talking about. So yeah, from like three to 6am I guess I was like binging my show (laughs) but it was you know so I was alone obviously and it was very interesting yeah to see like how I mean I'm grateful like how I wasn't skewed your portrayal was good like you had a very good image about you for sure yeah yeah absolutely so I mean I was very grateful on that but yeah there were some some certain things like there was a whole bedroom scene between Kenny and I and they, I mean, they focused in on that, um, made it, making it look like, like we were the only couple that didn't, that weren't intimate with each other. And they made it look like I was not physically attracted to him. We were totally sexually and physically attracted to one another, but the way that they spun it, but I was so, I was kind of, um, just disappointed in the fact that they didn't actually show the real conversation that was being had, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like it would have like helped a lot of people like the converse like we were being so vulnerable with each other we were talking about like the ability to like orgasm and like to actually making a real true connection with your partner and that kind of thing and I was like oh my god and like the camera like they 
you know, I'm like spilling my guts and Kenny's talking about things too. And like, we were being so vulnerable. It was such a beautiful conversation. And then how they made it so surface level. I was like, man, that would have been like so good. (laughs) Yeah. That's so that must be interesting because you're speaking, you don't know what's going to get used. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to get used. So great. Yeah, we can just like pick pieces up, you know, just pick pieces apart and just mesh it together and make a storyline. Does it stop you from being yourself though? Or do you just kind of forget that cameras are on you? You forget that cameras are on you. I think it was like after like the first day or two, honestly, that I was like, okay. Like it wasn't even, I was just like immune to the fact that cameras were there. Um, but I mean, even like that conversation was, that was probably most, my most deep and vulnerable conversation. But I mean, there was male camera guys and whatever. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not having a relationship with them. I'm having a relationship with this man. And I, now I'm like telling my business to everybody in this room right now. <laughs> so it was mm-hmm. like, you know, it was a little uncomfortable. And I remember like Kenny even like, you know, putting his hand out and being like, you don't have to talk about this. And I'm like, I know, but I don't mind. Like, that's, that's my own like work that I've done though. Like I'm an open book and I can talk about things like that. You know, it Same. doesn't, make, it doesn't really make me uncomfortable. Like maybe a little bit, like I'm one of those people who has nervous laughter. Like I might do that and like giggle or something, but I don't mind talking openly about topics that people don't talk about on a regular basis that need to be talked about. So yeah, that's important for sure. Yeah. yeah um, but, so in, in a situation like that, when you're talking to different people, was there some where you're just like, I don't want to talk to this person, like, yeah. where you had to like sit through it and just be like, <laughs> off, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There was one guy. Was you're just like, you, like, you just, but you have to keep sitting through it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there was one guy that he was actually older in age range like Kenny was six years younger than me um but yeah there was a guy closer to my age range um and he was like very surface level very like going against the whole point of the show like literally asking what I look like and I was like I'm not telling you like that's the whole point of the show like you're not supposed to know that and then um obviously I had to tell my age but I guess like when he was walking out like his like mic didn't cut off or whatever and I like heard him say like like something like at least she's like, like old, like she, I don't know, something about my age or whatever. And he was like, well, at least she's, she's like more mature and like old, like older or whatever. And I was like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? I don't know. It was interesting. But then, yeah, like I had another conversation. Um, one person like immediately started talking about their like business stuff. And I was like, oh, this, this dude's just on here to promote a shit. And like, <laughs> second, uh, yeah. yeah, like I was like, that's not, okay. That's not okay. And then second, there was another guy that was like, I mean, I, it was like playboy city written, like not written all over his face. I couldn't see his face, but you know what I mean? Like I could yeah. just like, feel it. Like he was very surface level, like trying to flirt. And I'm like, let's have meaningful conversations. Like we only have a certain amount of time. So let's like get to know each other. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, there was definitely that. And I was like, next. <laughs> so let's dig into that. What kind of questions do you like to be asked if someone's trying to get to know you? Like mm-hmm. good question. I mean, I think like a general question obviously is like, you know, what do you do from work? Where or you know, what do you do for work? Where are you from? That kind of thing. I do want to know, I do want to know what people do for work because it does give me a perception and I hope that it gives them the perception of like 
how driven of an individual I may be or something. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, obviously (laughs) I have to be somewhat ambitious and driven and disciplined and things. Um, So I like being asked, I I do like just diving deeper into that question. Let's put it that way. Um, Um, Would you like that question right away though? Cause I feel like if somebody asks me what I do right away, I'm like, I see, like, I feel like it doesn't, I, I personally respect when someone's like asking me more about myself or like things that actually matter versus obviously career matters, but like, you know, like you feel like, yeah. like, do you like that? Do you like to know right away? Cause it's a personal thing, right? right. Like, what do you do? Like, are you a bum? Or are you not a bum? Like, right. of course, right? <laughs> like, like, like I get it, but yeah. you know, do you like to be at, like, is that something you want to know right away or be asked first? not like a priority that it's asked first. Um, but I do like to know, I mean, I want them to know, but I want, I want to know myself and, but I don't just ask like, Oh, what do you do? And like make Mm. all these crazy assumptions based on what they do, because I want to learn my next question to follow up would be like, Oh, like what got you there? Like, is that something you've been super, super passionate about? Or or do you love your job? Like I, then I start to just like, you know, interrogate and like go deeper into the question. And then you start to find out so much more. It could be like, oh yeah, I mean, like all the way back from when I was like eight years old, I just like always imagined myself being a chiropractor, whatever, you know, it's like, I always loved that. And I used to play Operation. Oh my God, I love that game. You know, it's like you get into the storytelling. So, and I love story. So that's where it comes from. Or I'll, you know, some of the, my favorite questions, like I'll ask guys like in dating apps or, or on dates. I'm like, so like, what was your favorite childhood toy? Because there's always a story. Uh, I love, love that. that. Yeah, it's a great one. Like they may be like, oh, you know, like Ninja Turtles or something. I'm like, okay, well, what about Ninja? Like, what about it? Like, do you remember like an actual time that you were like playing with your Ninja Turtles or like watching the Ninja Turtles movie? Like, I just start getting into storytelling, and that's when you can really like know how like open someone is to communicate if they're gonna be vulnerable, like, and share that a little bit. Because some people may be like. Oh, I don't care. We can talk about my childhood. Like, I don't know. Some people are so guarded and so closed off. So asking questions like that just opens them up. And that's, mm. that's literally the type of questions I was asking guys, like in the rooms. It's like, Oh, what was your first, like, what was your favorite childhood book? Or what was your favorite childhood toy? Like, I would ask them questions like that. That childhood book. Yeah. I know that childhood book. I, I read that when I was a kid too. So I remember good. that was like very, that hit me for sure. Yeah. What's yeah. that book called again? Um, um, that one where the, forever. what's it called? Love you forever. Yeah, yeah. Where the, <laughs> where the kid just for everybody. It's where the the mom is looking at the kid, and then the kid eventually looks after the mom. Or it's just like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful so book. Good. You know what I'm just thinking? What would be cool is if like there were certain questions you couldn't ask, like you couldn't ask someone's age, but the only way you'd find out their age is by asking them, well, what was your favorite toy? Because then you know they grew up in a certain era. When yeah. you're like, oh, Ninja Turtles. Okay, well, you have to be born probably, you know, in the 80s at some point. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. Then you're like, because <laughs> yeah, because if you there, you can really learn a lot about somebody by asking questions like that about their age. Yeah. You know, like when was your when was your first computer? Like when did you first get a computer? When was yeah, right? Like for me, it was grade 12. <laughs> what, what was it for you? Um, it may have been around, I'm trying to think, no, as far as my first computer, I may have been because we were in my old childhood home. So I think we moved when I was 10 or 11. So it was like, maybe like the year before that or something. I was like, maybe like nine, eight or actually, 
Yeah, probably around like eight years old. I think it was yeah. when we got our first computer. But I mean, it was my parents. I mean, up until I was in high school and lived in my parents' house, they were very like, you know, limitations on yeah. Oh, like cool. go outside and play. Yeah. I, yeah. I made, I made mud pies a lot when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. Where did you grow up? Um, about an hour east of Atlanta. So oh, cool. I'm born and raised in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily call myself a Georgia peach because my parents aren't from here. Like my, but mm. I am from here. <laughs> What so with this show, like what was one of the biggest challenges you faced? You know, like when you look back now, like what was something that you might have not expected that you had to overcome? Like what was what was one of the biggest things that you noticed? Hmm. During while filming the show? Yeah. Just your t- well, even how about how about that's that's a good that's a good point. How about during your show mm-hmm. and then the aftermath? And how are they different? Yeah. Um, good question. Ooh, good question. I, I want to say during the show, God, it, it, I almost feel like I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Like about during the show, like the challenges that I was facing while I was in it. Um, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I guess like the whole fact of like, am I marrying this man? Like, am I actually going to marry this yeah, man? Like, what the hell? Like, that's so, <laughs> so crazy. Like, this is this. Like, that's it's... it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be it. Um, am I going to marry this man after knowing him for six weeks? Um, cause it was six weeks. Um, I would say, yeah, I mean, my head and my heart, I kept on the production, the producers. It was like my head and my heart are just not connecting. Something is not aligned. And I don't know what it is because he's checking off all the boxes. Our parents get along. Like everything was great. He treats me so well. Um, You know, he has an established job. (laughs) Everything was good. Um, And we were able to be vulnerable with each other. Uh, You know, the communication was there. Everything was so good. And like, I mean, it was the week of our wedding. Um, I remember calling him a few days before and I was like, cause the week of our wedding, we couldn't see each other. Um, so I remember calling him and we weren't technically supposed to, but I did. And I was just like, I just got done with my interview. Um, are you sure? Like, I mean, spoiler alert, y'all, we did have the conversation that we were not getting married. We like, so I didn't just break his heart at the altar. We, we knew we weren't getting married. Um, but I was like, are you sure you're not like, are you sure you don't want to get married? And I even said that I would go, I go, I like, we're, we really are aligned. Like everything just feels like it, it's not like it feels good, but it like feels right, I guess. And he was like, Kelly, we're not getting married. Like, don't let them like fuck with your head. Like, don't let them get inside your head. And I was like, well, they did. And I asked him like five times before I got off the phone. I was like, but are you sure? Are you just telling me this because you think it's what I want to hear? And he was like, no, we're not getting wow. married. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, got it. So, yeah. So, I mean, that was like the biggest thing though, is like my own inner conflict, I guess, of like, but should I? I don't know. But honestly, too, um, looking back in hindsight, there started to be that like last week and a half, maybe some red flags meaning I felt like Kenny and I were very like we had really good communication and then all of a sudden something did feel off and what do we do when we don't want to lean into those red flags we avoid 
them. <laughs> in any yeah, relationship, yeah. we avoid them. So I just kind of like kept going about things and and I don't remember exactly like what it was. I do remember this one point was our last time seeing each other. Like I said, we couldn't really talk before our wedding. And we had been saying I love you to one another. And he didn't say it when we were leaving each other. And I was like, okay, maybe he's just like in a mood, but mm, I don't know. It was weird. So that was like the first thing and I should have addressed it and I didn't. Now, after uh, three years of my own personal healing and everything, like I am, I'm so much more confident in who I am. I have a lot of more boundaries. I can, I have a lot more awareness. Like if that happens in any current relationship, a red flag, like I'm going to communicate, I'm going to address it now. But back then I just wasn't like, that was 2018 was the year I started my whole personal development journey. So I, I mean, although as confident and like just different, I guess I felt like I was as a person, there were still a lot of things that I had like, there were still a lot of wounds inside of me and a lot of emotional bypassing and a lot of things that I just like, wasn't aware of and boundaries that I was letting down things. You know, I just was like avoiding, I guess. So, I mean, our whole conversation to go into the next part of that question, where were the, some of the challenges afterwards is that, so Kenny and I, although we weren't going to get married, we had told each other we were going to date each other afterwards. And which is um, fair. That's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so after the wedding, um, like the filming of the wedding, then the very next day we had like personal interviews. So I had my interview first and then he did. And there was about 10, 15 minutes in between the interview. So I got done my interview and he met me a little early. And anyways, we like sat in my car and talked before his interview. And I mean, maybe this is my perception. It seemed like maybe the last five minutes of the conversation went like, Hey, like, I know we talked about dating, but I don't think I can do that. Like, I think I need to get back to like my normal life and get back to like, really like just disconnecting myself from the show. And like, unfortunately you are a part of the show and I have to just like detach. Like basically if it's meant to be, we'll like come back around and full circle moment and then we'll date again. But like, I just can't do it. Like I'm, I'm emotionally not available for, to date you. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I was able to compartmentalize like the show from my feelings for Kenny, whereas he was not. He just like included me in all of it. And sting. yeah, it was a big sting. Um, I didn't like, I didn't even know what to say. I just remember him being like, okay, well, I got to go to my interview. And he like, we gave each other the most like awkward hug and he got out of my car and I was just like looking at him and I'm like, and he, he goes, I mean, we'll talk. And I was like, oh, okay. And he shut the door and like, that was that. And I was like, I remember having me calling my parents like over dinner, like I was, you know, grabbing dinner or whatever. And I was like, I think Kenny just like broke it off with me. I don't know what actually just happened. Like I was like dumbfounded. Like I didn't know what to do, what to think or anything. And yeah, it was like, I didn't talk to him. It was like a handful of days had gone by. Um, I was like beside myself. I'm like, I, I don't feel like I have closure. I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I remember like texting him like really late at night to be like to convey some of my thoughts or whatever. And he did respond and just kind of reiterated things. And I was, I, I just still just didn't understand. And, you know, I wound up like sending him a letter. I felt like Ross and Rachel, you know, from friends. Um. <laughs> You're just on a break. You're just on a break. 
yeah, we're just on a break. Um, but I felt like I felt like that when Ross comes out and he's, he's like, you wrote me like 20 pages for a damn back. Um, it was not 20 pages, but I did write Kenny maybe six pages. Six nice. or eight. I don't know, something like that. Sent it to him. It was not like a, I'm in love with you. What's wrong? It was a, I'm, you know, I, I was professing love in a way, but, you know, just saying like, you know, I was loving the man that I was getting to know and I would like to continue doing that. Like what happened? Like, can we just, can, can we just do this <laughs> kind of thing? And he, I never heard from him. He never like even acknowledged the letter, never sent me like a text, like got your letter. I think you're crazy. Like nothing. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay, that's, that's great. So it was just like rejection, like massive rejection. Um, and I was just like really heartbroken for a long time. Um, wound up a few weeks later, reaching out to a friend of mine who was a business and mindset coach. And I was like, my life feels like it's in shambles right now. I have, I have no money coming in because I haven't been working in like eight weeks. I said, I, my mind just feels like really screwed up. Um, and I need you to like go all in on my business right now. So I don't care how much this costs, like I'm investing in you. And I did. And I worked with this girl for four months. Over that four months, I was like, oh my God, you're like a therapist. I mean, we talked about like, you know, just diving into my inner child wounds and like sexual traumas from college and all this stuff. And I was like, holy shit. That's why I've been attracting the same type of experiences. And that's why I've been getting rejected time and time again. <laughs> from guys. Like it was so, so miraculous. Um, and that was honestly like when I started to transition my business into the mindset coaching because of that experience with her. Um, and I realized during probably within the first month of working with her, I was like, I'm not in love with Kenny. I just got my, like, I got butt hurt because I had gotten rejected. That was like the pain. The pain was the rejection. It was not because I was like losing someone that I was so in love with. Like, of course, yes. Like I said in my letter, I was loving the man I was getting to know, but I was not in love with him. And I think that's why, you know, I kept telling producers, I, my head and my heart are not connecting. I want my head and my heart to connect you know? And so that was the work that I've done over the last three years is just really dive into myself and, you know, really understand like what my boundaries are and rec being able to recognize red flags and how to communicate with myself so much better so that I can communicate with others better and be more intentional with dating life and everything. I mean, I'm currently going through a Bob Proctor course to really understand a little bit more of my subconscious mind and how I'm showing up in this world and how I can change my behaviors and everything. And it's just, it's just been like one radical thing after another. But I mean, I fell into like a financial depression. Like I feel like I've like gone through a lot. I have experienced a lot of adversity to a degree, you know, I'm sure there's so many other people that have worse uh, scenarios, of course, but uh, to touch and relate to so many of my like clients now or just people in general like, yeah, I, I totally know how you feel to feel rejected or to be $40,000 in debt or to, you know, gain 40 pounds and then lose the weight. Like, you know, I just feel yeah. like there are a lot of things that I have been able to experience in life and that I'm, yeah, can I say, I wish it never happened. Sure. <laughs> but they did. And I'm more of an involved person because of it now. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff, like especially gaining weight and being able to lose it, like that's powerful. Yeah, it's powerful for people because you could see it in your first episode. The difference, yeah. like yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" And then seeing you now, I'm like, "Holy shit! Good for you!" Like, <laughs> you, 
That's no, but that's that's like real. That's that's important to see that you were able to do that. That gives people inspiration, right? Yeah. And there's there's a lot there. And I I want to touch on the realisticness of six weeks and really falling in love with somebody. Like, let's okay, let's be honest for a second. Like, do you think that that is actually possible? Like it's hard for me to, to really understand because love is such a deep thing. And it's like, it's not, I feel like, like you need time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, how is that even possible? Like now what's your perspective on it now versus before? Because like, if we're all like hopeless romantic, Oh, I want to, I think I could happen. But like when you clear all the stuff away, you still don't know the person that well, right. like you don't have the time. I feel like you need that that time because it's like a friendship it's like it's Mm -hmm. like you become this this bond and that just can't be created in that short period of time like what are your thoughts on that yeah um I you know with the two couples that are still married you know it'll be three years in November like I don't know I don't know how that happened but I mean yes I let's put it this way I feel based on you know the production and the producers they were always telling us like we were the most vulnerable and like open conversation, um, open communication couple. Like they were like, your conversations go like deep, you know? And for us to have not gotten yeah. married with such vulnerability, and maybe that's not true. Maybe they're just like blowing a smoke. I don't know. But like we were, we were having very vulnerable conversations. I mean, we, everyone, we, we weren't scripted, but we were encouraged to like talk about a particular topic, you know? So we talked about, um, do we want to have children? What does that look like if I can't have children? Are we going to do in vitro? Are we going to adopt? Like we had those conversations mm-hmm. at like four of knowing each other. Um, you know, what, where we were at financially. I mean, Kenny said he's, you know, well off and everything. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I had to like, like, go, like I'm entrepreneur. Like I don't have systems in place right now. So technically I have no money coming in right now. Like I'm fucking broke and I have $30,000 worth of debt. So, <laughs> hey, you want to help me out? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, but he was, you know, our conversation went deep into that though and into the debt and stuff. And he he's like, you know, the conversation turned to, but Kelly, you you're an entrepreneur, you're learning, you're growing, you're doing stuff actively daily to better yourself. You're not just like sitting on your couch watching reality TV. Like you're not you're in it. You're in the TV. You're creating you're just, it. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you're in it, you're creating it. Like you have drive, you have this discipline. I know you just haven't, you know, it's just like, you just haven't had your like it moment yet. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like that's how it felt. So anyways, there was a lot of vulnerable conversations, which like in the regular world, we don't have those conversations until you're typically months into, and sometimes you don't even have those conversations months in. It could be three years in. Some people don't have even vulnerable conversations with their partner. Like, I don't know how people yeah, get oh live on that surface level. But regardless, like, knowing how deep we were able to go with each other and I still didn't feel that, like, some, that, that I still felt that something was off was the telltale sign. Like, obviously, that wasn't there. And I, too, believe that there's so much, so much more um, that we had to discover with each other. And obviously, even as well as I thought I knew him or was getting to know him, again, my fear of saying something to him about the red flag, you know, the little red flags that were popping up, like Mm. that was something that would have hindered our relationship had we gotten married, had we stayed together. 
it would have hindered it because like, would we have just, I don't like, I would have experienced the same type of situation. I think that I had had in previous relationships where I did bypass and I stayed in a relationship and nothing changed and nothing improved. And I felt like, like I always said, I was like, Oh, I'll just like pick my battles in those former relationships versus like standing up for myself and like expressing my needs and my wants and my desires. And like, Hey, that didn't feel good to me. Don't do it again. (laughs) I didn't express that before. So it was like, I was, I saw myself almost being like, okay, like that, maybe that could have been that scenario with Kenny and I, had we continued dating, I would have just like continued to bypass the red flags, bypass the like any type of resistance or challenge, but I don't know. Anyways, it all worked out the way that it was supposed to there, but I don't know how people like how the two couples, I mean, they just got to know each other. And I mean, I would love to actually have a conversation with them about that. Like, how did y'all know? <laughs> like, and when did you know? Like, yeah, we all got engaged like seven, eight, nine days after we like met the person like behind a wall. Um, but like, I mean, we got engaged because we liked the person. Was I in love with the person? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm crazy. I don't even know how to explain it. I sound crazy. <laughs> no, you don't. I love it because this is this is real. This is the truth, though. Like people are wondering, like, is this possible? I mean, everybody wants to be in love eventually, right? Like we want to have another person. I mean, anybody that says they're not, they just haven't done enough work. Yeah. I mean, we are love. We want to have somebody that aligns with our love and our light, right? That's essentially right? You don't need anybody. You got to be whole first and you attract another whole person that aligns with you. I mean, that's what I believe. And I feel like for me, and I think we can resonate on this is like, I have to go deep with, with people. I have to know, like there has to be that really deep conversation and the surface level doesn't work for me. And that's why a lot of the dating world nowadays, a lot of people that I personally meet, it's like, it's not no one's fault. I'm just, I'm not into like the stuff that doesn't matter really. I want to hear about the stuff that matters because like that's, especially having a podcast, I talk about shit that matters and it's hard for me in, in, in the dating world to have somebody that doesn't care about anything but surface level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I, I mean, (laughs) I was literally like, I met a guy like through a dating app the other day and um, we, we moved it pretty quickly to like texting each other and stuff. And he right off the bat, like asked me like five questions and I was like, yeah. okay, I'm down. I love, I love playing 20 questions. So it's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I guess today we were texting a little bit and he was like, I'm an open book. Like you can ask me anything. And I was like, are you an open book? <laughs> yeah. Are you really, are you saying you are? Are you like, I will like literally, you know, there, there, I have to be, conscientious in a sense like I am very open I would probably tell a stranger my whole life story you know um where does the boundary come in to be like okay well Kelly like when are you not oversharing and like I'm being too much but like when when am I sharing too much in the sense of like when it's not safe anymore for me to share you know like who is like is like what is that is that person really holding a safe space for me to have are they worthy of hearing your story too right? right Yeah, absolutely. So that's where I'm trying to, you know, figure things out, you know, because like I said, I mean, I really would, I would probably like tell my entire story or whatever to the man sitting next to me on a train, like, but then I'd probably dive deep with that person too. So, (laughs) Which is great, which is a great skill. Like that's such a, that's such an important thing. That's such an awesome quality though. 
Thank you. Like that yeah. shouldn't be something that you're not proud of. Like that's not yeah. everybody can do that. Right. Some people can't do that. Absolutely. And I don't know, like, I don't know who told me to be vulnerable one day. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've always been that way. I mean, pre love is blind. Um, you know, I mean, I've been a health coach for a while and I've used social media to, you know, grow my business and promote my business. And I remember like years ago, I would say like 2015, 16, when I was going through my weight struggles, like, I mean, I would show up and cry on my Instagram and be just telling people like this freaking sucks. Like me having to work out when this person over there is like skinny as a real and fucking eating beets every day. Like it's frustrating, yada, yada. And I was just like sharing all this and being open about like relationships and like, I don't know, just like some challenges that I was going through. I would just share about it. And people, you know, close friends of mine are like, Kelly, stop being so like trans, like stop, stop, like don't be too sensitive. Don't be too raw. Don't be too vulnerable. Like online, like half those people don't even know you. And like, yeah, are they worthy of hearing my story? But, you know, but in the sense, like I would never regret doing that. And I don't regret doing that because I did receive messages saying like, girl, I feel you. Like I'm there too. I understand what you're going through. Like, thank you for being so real and open and honest and just raw with your audience. Like we're all going through shit. Like, why do we have to make social media look like it's all perfect and everything's unicorns and rainbows? Like, cause mm. it's not. And I try to still do that. Um, you know, it was, it was a little challenging for me. Like after um, the show aired last year, um, just, I think some of my people pleasing behaviors popped up I'm like who like who am I supposed to be am I supposed to just be this like influencer now can I do my coaching like can I show up with no makeup on or do I have to do this like you know prim and proper all the time where people want to ask me where I got my shirt from like what (laughs) how am I supposed to be who am I supposed to be and it was it was very much a struggle for me I will say that um Cause I didn't know. I mean, I kept like showing up into my coaching space and I was talking about my business. Cause I'm like, I have a message to share, but like, I know my engagement dropped like significantly quite a few, you know, within a few months after the show aired and granted it's going to do that anyways. But like, it was to the point where I was like, what, but like, do people just like, not like, are they not vibing with what I have to say? Am I too deep for them? Like, <laughs> am I just like sharing too deep of messages? And, but I mean, I just, I just continue doing that and it is what it is. It doesn't matter. Like use your social media, how you want to, Yeah. you know, it doesn't matter about the number of followers and stuff. I mean, yeah. Did I get like caught up in it a little bit? Yeah, I did. Did I start comparing myself to my other castmates who had a larger number of following or got 30,000 more likes on their photos than I did? Yeah, absolutely. I will be mm. totally honest. I did. Mm. But you know what? I show up with no makeup on half the time, my hair looking crazy. And I'm like, you know what? All right, my message is more important than the mess that you're looking at right now. <laughs> it's so, uh, it's powerful stuff. Um, and it's real when you go and you're that amount of followers just kind of pour on. Like that must be like even I've noticed since I was watching yours, just I wanted to compare of when things when um it yeah. started versus now, just to kind of see. Cause I, I always forget to do that, but like with other people where like you see this big spike, but with yours, I've seen a huge spike and I'm like, holy shit, you yeah. got like another 10,000, maybe it's more like 10,000 people in like a short period. It's like, wow. how does that affect you? Like, what the hell? Like, what are people saying? Like, exactly. And I love that you brought this up. Like, who am I? What do I do? Do I coach about this? Do I talk about this? Am I an influencer? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, what are people asking of you? 
is the question. Yeah. Like, what are people, what are people asking from you? Like DMs, like what do, what kind of things come at you on a daily basis? Because this is real. This is what happens when people ask to be influencers or get famous. Like this is the shit that happens. Yeah. What does yeah. that look like? Yeah. Um, I mean, for the most part, the uh, messages that I get is, you know, you're an inspiration. Thanks for being true to yourself and not being involved in the drama. And, you know, you, we've been following you since the show aired last year and, you know, just in relation to like over the last year, I guess, of people following me, they're like, like you didn't, like you have literally been so true to yourself this entire time we've been following you. Mm. Like kudos to you. Like, I'm glad, like, although we wish that we had gotten to see more of you, we're glad that the only reason why we didn't was because you weren't involved in the drama. And that's just not who you are. And we respect you for not getting yourself involved just to like be showy on TV, you know? Mm. And I was like, thanks. Like, I respect that. Like, appreciate it. <laughs> I wish I was shown more too, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I mean, but then I, I will say this, like I, um, last year during black, you know, it's black lives matter all the time, but I mean, last year it was like very heightened. Um, and I got on my Instagram and I had such a powerful message to share and I screwed up my words, totally was used politically incorrect language. And that's all anybody heard. And I was like, God damn it. (laughs) I mean, the message was basically like going into your like programming of your subconscious beliefs and all that like are you really racist or is it your grandfather's messaging that's coming through like Mm. who like what do you really believe Mm. are these your beliefs you know and that's the messaging that I was trying to convey and like I said I just fucked up and so I was like oh my god like I can't believe that so obviously I was getting hate messages at that point and I was silent for like a week on my Instagram like and then I realized that like week had gone by and I was like that is not you you are not gonna hide you better show your face on Instagram and just carry on, <laughs> Yeah, so, you know? And I like, I mean, it was horrible. Um, is there some type of trauma associated with that now? Absolutely. Um, there are things that I will go to start to talk about on my Instagram or, or post about. And I'm like, no, it's not worth this stress for me to like voice my opinion on this matter. Um, especially if it's so like controversial or conspiracy ish, or I don't have all the facts. Like I don't want to share something if I don't have all the facts, let's put it that way. Because I don't like, not that I'm not encouraging people to have a conversation with me. I want to have a conversation, but I also am like putting my, um, my peace and my sanity first. Like I, like, I don't want to welcome someone to tear me apart in my, dms right so you know there's just some things i like i said unless i have like facts and i'm like okay this is like truly what i want to talk about i mean i even like on my instagram today i I was asking a question like about depression and like medication or using natural practices to help with depression and stuff and i was like you know a part of me was like i didn't say anything i was asking a question i wasn't like oh you shouldn't take medication if you have depression like granted had i said something like that yeah i would get like a lot of hate messages but it was me just asking a question but even then i like there are t- like i second guess myself when i yeah. say things because i'm like it was so horrible it was so horrible receiving these messages like you're fucking racist you're horrible you're gonna die like just be like you're worth nothing like i can't believe you and it's just 
it was just so horrifying and traumatic. It was a traumatic experience. So I just try mm. and like stay in my lane these days and do that. And yeah, at some point, maybe I will feel called to talk about a particular topic that is going, that I will know that it's going to probably attract um, unwanted responses. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I'm not ready for that yet. So. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm really glad you brought that up because that I think is the problem with society these days is the cancel culture. There's no, there's no room for people to make a mistake and it fucking pisses me off to be honest. It's something that also stops me from speaking. Sometimes it's because, you know, this people pleasing thing and I'm working through this right now as we speak uh, like myself, because there's, there's just something going on right now where people don't allow people to just be themselves and be curious. Like not everybody's people are trying to express themselves and they get shot down by people that are hiding behind a, a, a profile picture with nothing in it and some weird name five, five, six, seven J two or some stupid fucking thing. And it, it really, it bugs me because like I see it and we've seen it a lot in our culture now is like people, People just jump and want to cancel. And I don't believe it's right. I think it stops people from having a conversation. How do we learn from another person if they can't speak? How do we learn? How do we know what we're saying is right? The problem is we're all jumping on people. I'm right. My opinion's right. You're wrong. How do you know that? How can you say that? There's people that have opinions and and, and a reason they think like that. And shutting them down because they might have said something wrong. Well, at least they're fucking showing up and trying. Yeah. Like, you know, but that there's no conversation about that now. It's all about, oh, you messed up. You did something 20 years ago. You're, you're done. You're done. You're done. It's like, how do we improve as a society with that? It's impossible. And like now you're saying you don't want to talk. You don't want to say things because you're afraid you'll get, you'll get, you know, people, people will attack you. And I feel the same. There's times where I'm like, fuck, I want to say something here, but I'm like, I don't know. I just don't want to create more hassle, but then we got to ask ourselves, is us holding back, robbing the person that needs to hear this rather than worrying about who we might offend? That's the reality. And that's the reality with being on social media is that a lot of us are in this trap. And the same thing with podcasting. It's like, there's times where I'm like, should I be talking about things that are deeper or should I keep it? And like, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to feel more called to like, really start. Like, if you don't like me, like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but you like, that's the problem is that people are so scared to speak their mind. And that's how we evolve is to have, it's great. You disagree with me. Why? Awesome. Let's talk. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like let's have a conversation, but if mm-hmm. a conversation, if we all just listen to people we agree with, then we like, we can't grow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, granted, I, I understand why people, I mean, because of what I do for a living, like I understand why people do the things that they do, you know, it's like they weren't hurt as a child and they're reparenting themselves. And now they're doing the same goddamn thing. They're just the exact same thing their mom and dad did to them. They're not letting someone else be hurt or they don't feel hurt. So they're like like putting up a fight and like my way is the highway, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's my way or that way. (laughs) But you know what I mean? But yeah, but I'm like, but I, not everybody knows this information. And yes, I try and, you know, put up coachable moments on my social media and stuff. And I, and I do, and like with my clients, like, I'm so glad that I offer programs and, you know, 
spaces for people to come to that can hear my message. And I feel like it is a safe space, you know? Um, but just, you know, I recognize sometimes I, sometimes I don't realize, let's put it this way. Like I do have a large following and I'm like, okay, should I wait? Like, is it my responsibility now? Like my life changed in a second. Like, is it my responsibility to talk on these topics to actually have a voice? Like you, like, I mean, I've had people be like, Oh, use your platform for, to talk about these things. I'm like, I don't know all the facts. I don't know. And it's scary. Like, I don't know how to talk about this because I don't. And I mean, I'll go ahead and say this. I don't watch the news on a regular basis. Like I find out a lot of things through social media. Um, I mean, the whole Afghanistan thing that's happening. Like I it, someone posted something on Instagram. Otherwise, I would be none the wiser. I, well, the news is all bullshit. Like, ignorant, but like, yeah, a lot of it's it just, I don't want to, I mean, I'll go home to my parents and my parents have been better about like not watching the news like 24 seven, but like local news, <laughs> local news, Atlanta is in a bad place right now. There's like the crime rate is crazy. And it's like, we're getting ready for dinner and I'm at my parents' house and it's like, Oh, murder on this street, murder on this street, robbing on this, like held up a gunpoint. I'm like, why do I want to hear that? I don't want to hear that shit. Like I will choose what I want to like tune into. (laughs) Totally. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, I am ignorant, I guess, in the sense that like, I just am choosing not to, dive into certain topics and understand better. Like, I mean, there are some things I just have no idea about. Yeah. But not watching the news doesn't mean you're ignorant. Not watching the news means that you're not watching, uh, an like, uh, I mean, they, that's a, that's a narrative that's created for you to watch and get yeah. addicted. doesn't mean it's true. Sure. That's yeah. the problem is that there's too many yeah, people that think that's truth yes. because it's on TV. It's friendly. They're in our living rooms. That's not true. Like yeah. that doesn't mean it's true. No. That's a problem. It's it's like you're you're better off to learn from like I would say you're better to learn from social media about everything. I mean there's yeah. or you know you learn about people that you trust on other topics and then you dive into more of their work and you're like, "Okay, they see I trust them on this stuff. Let's listen to see what they're doing on this stuff." That's how I base it. The news yeah. isn't even to me the news isn't even a thing anymore. It's like it's so toxic that it gets into our minds. And the fear just starts, regardless of what what they're talking about. Like it just feels like this endless loop of of negativity yeah. with really no solution. No, no, no talking about, okay, well, let's 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 empower ourselves. Let's let's do some meditation together on the TV. Yeah. Like, why aren't they let's have a group meditation? Like, let's think about what is the what is the outcome here? Like, how can we fix the situation rather than just keep drilling us with fear, 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 fear oh. for your life, fear for your health. But hey, we got your solution here. Yeah. We got the solution for you. You can't do it yourself. Yeah. That's the thing that drives me nuts. So I could go off on tangents. <laughs> <a little. laughs> we'll take that conversation offline. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, same way. But yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it is hard to navigate. You know, it's like people are like, oh, it was, it was hard. It's still hard for me to accept when people are like, oh, you're famous, you're a celebrity. And I'm like, what? That sounds silly. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. And it was like, I don't know. I mean, I was going through my internship program. Um, and that was something that like came because we were writing just words to describe ourselves or how we would want our like self-image to be. Right. And the word iconic came up for me and I wrote it down. And so we were sharing and um 
And I said, yeah, I don't know why this word came up for me, but iconic. And my mentor just like stopped her whole group coaching call. And she was like, guys, so if y'all don't know, Kelly was on a show. The world knows her, not the US, not just a city or a state, like the world watched her show. She is an icon. And I was like, totally just like, no, and like dimming my light and everything. And she was like, Kelly, own it. She goes, you need to step into that. She said, just own it. She's like, you are a celebrity, you are famous, and you need to own it. She goes, it's not anything bad. She goes, the only reason why you're rejecting it is because of the stories that you're telling yourself about what that may look like or what that is supposed to mean or or because you think that, oh, you have this new title that it, it um, separates you and divides you from other people. Why does it have to? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it does. Maybe that is it. Maybe I feel like I'm different and I don't want to be different. She's like, you don't want to be different. She's like, that's your story. You are a people pleaser. You want to be loved and accepted for who you are. And if being a celebrity makes you different, then how are you going to be loved and accepted for people? And I was like, oh my God, I don't know. (laughs) But it was like so powerful. It was like, wow. So I've just been like allowing myself, like I write it in my journal, like I am a celebrity. I am famous. I am an icon. I am okay with this. I'm confident in who I am. It has not changed me. I'm still the Kelly that you knew five years ago and 10 years ago and two weeks ago. Like I'm not, it's not changing me just because my title changed. And like, what does that even mean? There are some beautiful celebrities, like whatever, like there's so many meanings we put to things. So many. There's a a lot of good sub there. There's a lot of celebrities that use their power for good, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point, you know, I will get beyond the ego and the fear and I will show up and I will talk about things that I feel called to talk about that I'm sure will stir up some shit. But right now, some of that is going to be on the back burner and I will, you know, I will be better about it. (laughs) I mean, just got to do your best, right? You did your, like, you're trying your best. And that's just my point was just like, you know, you got to just be able to be yourself. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. We need more compassion and love and empathy for people because we don't know where they're at. Yeah. You know, we don't know where somebody's at and if somebody makes a mistake, you know, it's just that that's where I'm at lately. I'm like trying to understand people better. And, um, and when you do that, you, you, that's that we cultivate that within ourselves too. When we have more patience and empathy from ourselves and we have that for others. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know. Like, I mean, forgiveness and just, loving and accepting people for where they're at. I mean, that's something that I've been working through as well. Like I, you know, when I get frustrated with my parents or whatever, if they say something and I'm like, because again, I like the work that I do, I'm like, I recognize limiting beliefs and their patterns and things. And I'm like, stop thinking that way, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like, okay, well, it's only bothering me because I still maybe have a little bit of healing to do around it myself. Um, but I truly need to just love and accept them for where they're at and know that the only reason why people show up and they hurt people is because they're hurting too and so if we can help them out in any way then you know that's my my mission to do that you know would you say this show was beneficial for your life and if so would you would would there be anything that you would do differently if you had to do it again Yes, it was definitely very beneficial for my life. I mean, I think it was the catalyst that drove me to investing in myself for that business and mindset coach. I mean, granted, I may have done, I may have invested in a business and mindset coach at some point, but 
like I was investing because I was trying to avoid feeling rejected and hurt <laughs> more or less. Um, so I don't know if, if it would have come so soon. So it was the catalyst for that. It was the catalyst for me transitioning my entire business plan um, and what I do. Um, and it, I mean, it just, it changed my life. It really did change my life to that degree. Um, allow, I mean, just the show itself allowed me to be more vulnerable, allowed me to like be more intentional with my time. Because like I said, we only had a few days, like, or a week, I guess, to like get to know someone enough to accept a marriage proposal from them through a wall. Like, you know, like <laughs> I, I learned to be more intentional and purposeful with my time. Like, I mean, non-dating apps, like I legit will ask the guy, are you here because you're bored and you're scrolling or are you looking for a relationship? I will be that intentional and I will be that direct with people. Cause I'm like, I'm not here to like, I'm 36 years old. I'm not here to like dip around, Yeah. Like, you know? So maybe if I was 26, it'd be different. And when I was 26, it was different. <laughs> so I was dicking around, um, you know, but as far as your second question, um, repeat it back because I just forgot. <laughs> yeah. If you had a chance to do it again, would you? Yes, I would. Um, if there was not, honestly, if there was not a wedding at the end, I didn't like that part about it. Um, I just, I mean, if it was kind of like, I'm not to say set up like the bachelor, bachelorette, but if it was just like, we dated and got to know each other and there was an engagement at the end. Sure. But the whole wedding thing, I mean, my parents seeing me for the first time in a wedding dress, knowing I was not going to marry this man. Like it was very emotional. It was very emotional for me. Um, like, yeah, like I'll get emotional now, but like your dad seeing you in a wedding dress, knowing it's not real. Like it's just, it's a part of me felt like I was, taking something a very special moment away from my mom and dad like that you know it's the first time and wow it's for a show and it's not really happening like and I mean my parents to this day they're like Kelly you really didn't take a moment away from us like it was it's okay you know we we understood what was going on but it was hard I mean my mom was so emotional just like my dad walked in and just like broke into tears and I was like I was, you know, trying not to like, I was trying to save my makeup and everything. And I was like, I don't want to get upset, but I did, of course. And I remember hugging my dad and I was just like, I go, dad, remember, it's just a show. We're just acting. Like, although I wasn't, but like, it was like, I was telling myself that so that I wouldn't fall apart. <laughs> mm. It was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> what would you do differently? Or is, would um, you do anything differently? Um, I mean, because the fact that I am just more confident in who I am as an individual now, um, maybe there would be, I mean, I'm sure that there were some times that I was playing small and I wasn't showing up as my best self. So, you know, not to say like, oh, I would cause drama now or anything like that. Like I still would be true to myself. And I think the world needs a reality show that is based on showing how we're supposed to be and not like just constant drama all the time and lack of communication and that kind of thing. So if I could write my own show and like, that's what I would show, like how we can really like evolve and transform our lives, like through open, honest, vulnerable conversation with people. Mm. That's what I would show. And like yeah. be real and like have people cry and people like be in their feels and just exhibit this like true, honest, like just communication and conversation like that's what i would do differently 
like mm. show the parts. Like actually, if, if had I been the writers, I would have shown more of the pod life where y'all saw us getting to know each other and the context of our conversations versus showing everyone think that it made us look like we met the person for five minutes and then we're all getting engaged. Like it, like I think all of us have that same like disappointment to be like I think a lot of us have that same um just thought like this sucks that they didn't show like how we actually got to know each other because it was I mean we technically went on I mean seven if not like between seven to 14 dates within eight days that's a lot yeah so there was a lot of conversation how long were the dates it started with seven minutes it's my seven minutes in heaven (laughs) I kept calling it. Um, but yeah, the first date was seven minutes and then the time frame did increase. So the longest date I think was like an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes. And it was, I mean, if you're, I mean, granted at that point, you're talking to the person that you're probably, you're like top three people. So, mm. but like an hour and a half, it went by like, like it was like, we, we would get so upset that we had to like stop talking to that person. I mean, think about it. Like back in the yeah. day, we didn't have, video chat and all this stuff and you were like on the phone on the phone and your parents are like oh I hope they don't come in i hope they don't come in oh shit yeah. they're here i gotta go <laughs> yeah like that's how it was and so it just felt like you were having a phone conversation with that person and you were so into it and granted like sometimes they would um like i don't know if they like flash a light or something but if you missed the like notification that your time was almost up like the like they just pulled the mics so you could have been in the middle of a conversation, a deep conversation, and it was like, time's up. Sorry. Bye. So it was like, oh, my God. And then you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to talk to that person. But I have to wait until tomorrow to talk to them. And you didn't know, like, what order you were going to talk to them. in. So it could have been at the very end of the day. So, yeah. But, but, I mean, it, that created some excitement, obviously. And then it was – and you didn't know, like – you didn't necessarily know exactly, like, who you were going to be talking to. Like, like I said, the order of people. So – You'd go in the room and you were like, hello. Like, that's why when you guys were watching it back um, or when you were watching the show, like, you would hear us be like, hello, because <laughs> you don't know who the person is on the other end. <laughs> were you like, oh, I don't want her to talk to him first. I don't want her to get her hands in there. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. What was so funny because, like, with Kenny and I, um, I mean, like, I had a top three. Everyone kind of had like a top three, right? And there were two other girls that were hitting it off with Kenny as well. And I was not, and I, I, I wouldn't have changed this. Like, I like the fact that I was like really reserved in this aspect, but like the girls would get done with their dates and they would come out and they'd be like, Oh my God, I just got like, I just, you know, had a date with Kenny. It was so good. We talked about this. Oh my God. I like, I'm, I think I'm like falling for him. He's like, well, and so I'm like hearing this and I'm like, was it like better than our conversation? <laughs> you know? So it was kind of getting my head, but I was never, but it was so funny. Cause like at the end when it was like we you know we were narrowing it down I remember these two girls came out and they were like they just came over to me and like gave me a hug after their dates with Kenny and they were like I had no idea that you and Kenny were like it for each other they were like Kenny just told me that like Kelly's my person and they were like, I'm so sorry. Like, I wouldn't have like been so vocal about like all my dates. And I was like, it's fine. Like, it's totally fine. I was like, that was my choice to not, you know, be so outspoken about it either. I was like, I just, you know, I didn't want to steal your thunder. So <laughs> it's wow. fine. 
still mine. <laughs> I'm confident in who I am. And I know that me and Kenny have this thing going on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a journey. So if people want to learn more about you, obviously social media, what else do you have going on if people want to work with you and, you know, learn more about your work? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So on Instagram, it's at Chase Life with Kelly. Um, my website is chaselifetogether.com. Um, but I'm, you can find me mostly on Instagram. I have a private Facebook group. It's for women only, um, female entrepreneurs, people just craving more in life. Um, that's Chase Life with Kelly as well. Um, but I have a program, a group coaching program. It's called Goddess Magic. Um, again, it's it's helping people to reprogram their subconscious mind so they start showing up and thinking and behaving like the person that they're aspiring to be. Um, so really bringing awareness to all the limiting beliefs, money mindset, you know, their money stories, um, and just really diving in. And it's called Goddess Magic because I'm helping them be more like a goddess and unleash this magic within them that we all are, you know, we're suppressing through all these limiting beliefs that are keeping us stuck and burnt out and just um in guilt and shame and whatever so um you know ultimately i work with female entrepreneurs that want to have like a business in the online space and help them like work through their, their fears and that kind of thing but you don't have to there's a lot of girls that come to me that you know, or just in the nine to five rut basically. And they're, but they're looking for more. They're looking to create another opportunity for themselves. So, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, granted, it's like 95% mindset, 5% strategy. So we dive real heavy into all of that. And it's, it's fun. I love, I get in my zone and it's just an hour goes by real quick <laughs> on our call. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This is great. Um, I love how open you are and um, authentic you are. I appreciate it. And I think that's why people connect with you so well is because you are like that. And there's, there's a lot of people that aren't. So I, uh, yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody. Powerful episode. I just appreciate Kelly's vulnerability so much, you know, talking about her, her show, her story and, you know, um, really it's important to, one of the main takeaways for me for that episode was just like the, the amount of fear that people have with speaking their truth because they might make a mistake. And if you guys are listening to this, if you can do one thing today, just walk away a little bit more patient, a little bit more empathy, a little bit more compassion and care for people around you. We don't know what everybody's been through. We don't know the story. We don't know the background. Sometimes people make mistakes and we got to forgive. Because the worst thing you can do is if you're the person that's pointing out people's flaws and calling people out and trying to cancel somebody, you better hope that your behavior is perfect because somebody's going to be waiting to do the same to you. So just be mindful, be kind, be loving, and you know, really look at the person and understand they're doing their best. If they could do better, they would, right? So such a powerful episode. Kelly's awesome. And uh, you guys, make sure if you haven't seen Love is Blind, go check it out on Netflix. And... Um, yeah, you get to kind of hear what we were talking about. Also, Kelly's information is in the show notes. Go follow her on Instagram. She's got great content, super real, super authentic. And yeah, also guys, if you aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, if you listen to this on Apple, subscribe. If you're listening to this on Spotify, follow. And if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe as well. We'd love to hear a comment. And as you guys know, or you may not know, this show is free. We don't charge anything. We don't have any sponsors or ads in this currently 
And all we ask is that you leave us a review or share this. So if you got value, tag us on Instagram, tag Kelly and I, share it. It really matters. It really helps. And uh, yeah, let's help empower people. Let's, let's build resilience, kindness, compassion. Let's do it. All right. Much love, everybody. Catch you next time.